Hello and welcome to Small Business Speaks, the podcast where we get to know the people and ideas that bring businesses to life. I'm Jen Silverian, a recruiter and business owner that loves to shine the light on people that are exceptional at what they do. Yeah, it's our human nature to assume that everybody sees the world the way we do. And this helps us see, no, we're, we're actually wired pretty differently. You know, what are the parts of ourselves that we don't, we either don't see or don't want to see? Because that's how we really grow is by being aware of, yes, I have strengths, but where are my, where are, where are my blind spots? And Mm -hmm. if I'm willing to see them and become more aware, then that gives me opportunity to grow. Again, naming it. And once I name it, I can't ignore it anymore. Hi, it's Jen Silverian with Small Business Speaks. That was Kathy Rushing, marriage coach to entrepreneur couples. Kathy has counseled couples for over 30 years, and in that time she discovered that entrepreneur couples face unique challenges and higher divorce rates, which is why she chose to specialize. We interviewed Kathy on the show last week, so make sure you catch that episode. Today, you are in for a real treat. You are about to have a front row seat at one of her marriage therapy sessions. I volunteered my husband, Scott, and I to take Kathy's Uniquely Us assessment and go live with the results. And oh boy, guys, I don't know if this was my finest idea ever because... You know when you listen to yourself and you think, oh my God, I sound like such a jerk. Not, I don't like the sound of my voice, but the words I am saying makes me sound like a jerk. That was the sort of outer body experience I had when I was editing this. But, oh well, time to get vulnerable in the name of scientific experimentation. So, a little about the format. Kathy's Uniquely Us assessment consists of a 10-minute online quiz that is a form of the DISC personality profile. Scott and I took this individually, and then Kathy interpreted our results in a 90-minute session. This included the way we see the world, how we communicate, and how our different styles could communicate better. What you're going to hear is the 30-minute highlights reel from that session. Ready to get started? Here we go. So I would like to get a little bit of background for on you guys. How long have you guys been married? 17 years. 17. Congratulations. And kids? We have two daughters and they are 10 and 12. Okay. Um, what would you guys say is a strength or something that you're proud of in your 17-year marriage? We have very similar interests and hobbies. I think in particular, um, working out together. Um, Oh, yeah? So we go for runs. We go for bike rides. We've competed in triathlons. Mm -hmm. Would you add anything to that, Scott? I would would agree with that. I mean, uh, that has become, I think, a core of our relationship. and I think we do a lot of things together where, I mean, some couples do, and, and then I see a lot of couples doing things separate, like 
-hmm. I mean, with, with what's going on, I think we spend a lot of time together, but I think it's, it's, we, we do that. We sort of do that anyway, because we enjoy doing the same thing. Great. We both, uh, sorry, Kathy, we both Mm -hmm. work out of the house too. And I mean, this is even pre COVID, um, sells, um, residential real estate. So he goes back and forth to an office and on appointments, um, mm-hmm. But with my recruiting business, I, I mostly work online and, and uh, on the phone. So we're both under the same roof pretty much all the time. Um, and so there's an appreciation, I think, for the entrepreneur, business owner kind of life mm-hmm. um, and the um, ebb and flow of when you're busy, you're busy and not necessarily available as a parent um, or, or family member. Um, and we try to cover for each other a lot and help each other out. Um, you know, put a lunch together for the other person or whatever, um, or, or provide air cover for the kids or, or make sure they are getting out and doing things. Awesome. Okay. Um, what would you say is an area of recurring conflict or, something you just stub your toe on in your relationship that like, golly, there it is again, you know, or a pattern that you may want to change. So I think two things, two things, two things come to mind. Uh, Number one is space in the sense that um, Jen is a very focused individual. So when she's focused and doing something, she needs this space to be able to do it. Um, I think I've, I, I think I have learned and I continue to learn how to adapt to that. Um, and I think the other thing is providing a level of income that takes a pressure off the other person so that other person isn't constantly and totally focused on income. Okay. And how about you, Jen? I would agree with... Um those two things like you were telling us um, at the beginning of the call you decided to go into private practice around the same time mark um, started his business and (laughs) you know we did the same thing Um, scott was in software sales when i met him we moved from san francisco to new jersey Um, and right before we were due to have our first daughter, he said, I'm not interested, (laughs) I'm not interested in continuing on this same path. I really would like to try real estate. Um, and, and so that was the first mark of starting over. And at the same time I left my salaried job in advertising, um, and went to work in contingency recruiting which is, you know, 100% sales. So here we were, you know, both of us with income based on ability to make sales. And so far it's worked, (laughs) you know, it worked through the birth of our kids. It worked through um, the 2008 recession. This pandemic has been tough, you know, Um, jobs and homes are definitely hit. Very very harsh reality for everyone. Huh? Okay, that's great. Uh, I just I wanted to understand your your background a little bit and um, 
and kind of where you are now, um, what I'd like to do is go through the assessment so that you guys understand your, each of your profiles. And then we want to shift it to what makes you unique as a couple and um, kind of communication styles, conflict style, that sort of thing. Hey, it's Jen again. I just wanted to pop on here and say that first part you just heard was our background as a couple, our strengths and where we get tripped up. In this next part, Kathy talks about where each of us scored on the DISC profile. So if you're not familiar with the DISC, you may want to Google the DISC wheel so you can follow along with the different personality traits. So when you look at the report, and this is mm -hmm. just for your reference later on when you go back to it, if you ever want to remember what the four dimensions are, it's in this introduction section. Okay. Do you see these four bullet points? So how you respond to problems and challenges is the D, yep. dominance dimension. How you influence others to your point of view is the I or influencer how you respond to the pace of the environment. Are you mm -hmm. someone that likes very little change or do you like a lot of change? That's the steadiness dimension. And then how you respond to rules and procedures set by others is compliance. And that's the C. Okay. Gotcha. Someone along the way attributed animals to each of these four dimensions. Have you ever heard those? No, I haven't. So <laughs> D is the lion. They kind of roar. I mean, somebody that's a real high D, you know, when they come in the room, they're, they kind of fill up the space. They think fast, talk fast, walk fast. You know, you better keep up with them. Um, the I is the otter. They're, they work hard, play hard. Uh, S is a golden retriever, very loyal. <laughs> That would be you, Scott. Uh, and then C is a beaver. So very diligent, very work, work, work. Let's get down. Let's do things, do things right. Okay. So on our reports, we not only look at what's above the line. So you see that. So it's zero to 150 is what we call the midline. Mm -hmm. And basically anything above the midline is considered um, high or um Kind of that's your uh, your more what you identify with, but we also look at what's below the line, and that's where a lot of reports don't look at. So, for instance, a very high D is someone that is um, sets a lot of goals. They think about they think outside the box a lot. Mm -hmm. below the line, which, so when we look at yours, you're 15 on the D. Yeah. And if we want some words to go with that, calculating, cooperative, hesitant, cautious, agreeable, modest. So those are just some broad descriptors. Sure. Does that resonate or? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Sure. Especially the calculating. <laughs> calculating. And then you have I, so your I is just below the line. So whereas yeah. an I above the line is trusting, optimistic, poised, when you begin to go below the line, you're a little more reflective, mm -hmm. factual. 
The S, so the steadiness is your highest natural. And we'll get to natural and adapted in a second. So I, I don't know. I don't know about patient. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah, now. what would you say? <laughs> so yeah. some of the descriptive words would be stable, steady, consistent, predictable, possessive, patient. That high steadiness, what we see a lot with people that are very high S's is still waters run deep. So rarely do you see high S's um, be very emotional. They're, uh, Laura Bush it was given as an example when I went through this training ever so long ago as, as a high S. You know, she always had that lipstick smile and no matter yeah, what was going yeah. on, it was just this steady, calm. These are people that are great to have as friends and family members and team members because they stabilize things. Okay. They're not, um, they don't like conflict. So they, they will tend to, um, unless they've done some work and learned how to initiate their opinion, they tend to hold back until something taps that very deep value. And then you're going to hear about it. Okay. Um, Let's see what else do I want to say. I'll, I'll probably say more as we go through this. And just below the S is your compliance. So diplomatic, balanced judgment, open-minded, accurate, and systematic. Yeah. So this this will be something again. We'll come back to. And what I find very interesting is where we go to when we start to look at gins. Scott, did you have a chance to look at this? You sent it. I didn't see it from you. I saw the disc. Uh, hang on, maybe I looked at it and didn't really realize what I was looking at. Because it feels like almost the perfect complement or mirror image or exactly the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if you all might notice that. You are, <laughs> when we look at your wheel, here's your wheel again. Here's Scott. Here's Jen. Hold Hello. it up just a little bit more. There you go. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yep. Opposites. So begs the question, do opposites attract or do we marry someone just like us? You know, mm. you started by telling me you have many interests and it sounds like a great friendship. And I get the sense that, you know, you guys in 17 years have developed a, a way to flex what you need, especially working from home. That is not easy. It has, it has tanked some couples, you know, the, um, but uh, so bravo to you guys for, you know, working out and having a communication uh, um, pattern that that has allowed you to 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 really have this teamwork. So if we look, uh, Jen, at uh, page nine of yours, your side by side graph, mm -hmm. your natural style, pretty high eye, you're at 81 and the D is 64. So you are an ID, which is a very different um, combination than an I alone or a D. Very active thinkers. They have lots of ideas, lots of projects. They have trouble sometimes finishing projects because they have 10 more that they're wanting to do. Um, 
So you are more in that sunny, optimistic, um, you know, because the I takes deference, but the D gives it a lot of um, the ideas kind of come from that, um, from the D dimension. Um, when we look at what's below the line, Jan, your S is just below the line. So um, the other thing about steadiness, I don't think I said this earlier because it's actually described as the pace of the environment. People that are high S prefer things to be fairly predictable, um, steady. You know, they want to know what to expect. The further it goes below the line, these are people that like to change things up a bit. They don't, they, they might get bored a little easier. And again, the lower that S goes, the more restless. And a lot of times we'll see a very high D with a very low S. Um, and that, that makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Because the high D is high action. The low S means let's change it up, man. I'm getting bored and I want, I want to try something new. Um, and then your C falls fairly far below the line. So you, you prefer guidelines rather than rules. And it would make sense why you enjoy working for yourself. You know, the lower that C is below the line, the more they're like, don't, don't fence me in. Don't give me rules. Don't tell me what to do because I'm going to bust out of the prison, you know. So under the dominance, yours is venturesome, decisive, somewhere in between competitive. Um, definitely some drive there. Um, under the influence, you're trusting, optimistic, poised, convincing, and persuasive. Can she talk you into stuff, Scott? <laughs> well, being that I'm the opposite, I usually don't say anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, whatever, honey. <laughs> That's <it>. And then uh, your steadiness, you know, you like being mobile. This is your natural style here. And then compliance, you are firm, independent, self-willed, obstinate, unsystematic. And when we look at your wheel, so all the way down to that last page again, your natural style is the persuading promoter. So that's that high I being higher than the D. And then your adapted is the promoting persuader flexible. All that means is you can kind of go either way. Um, neither one of you are having to adapt a lot. And that's good because when you see somebody adapt like, if Scott, if your natural style was over here at coordinator and you were adapted mm -hmm. where hers is as the promoter, that would tell me you're, you're working way out of your natural strengths. And that becomes a problem. Uh, it, it's stressful for people to be working outside of their strengths. And again, we can adapt, but not forever. So, um, so I do see that you all are, are opposites on the wheel. How has that played out in your marriage, would you say? I think that, that that sort of speaks to what I mentioned before around recognizing and providing space. Um, learning how to read that and, and just uh, appreciating 
appreciating her for who she who she is and what her personality is like as opposed to the interpreting it negatively. You usually hold back your feelings and viewpoints if you feel that they may upset family members. Yes. And sometimes you want to avoid problems rather than face and solve them. Yes. Yep. Very true. Okay. All right. Jen? So one thing I will say, just um, hearing what was on Scott's page and looking over my own is it sounds like I tend to be a lot more um, verbal, a lot more communicative, a lot more um, likely to say what's on my mind. Mm -hmm. um, just as a reflection of my, what the dominance and influence. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it's somewhat exacerbated in that Scott's the only boy in our house. <laughs> best best so, to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and he's come from a, a situation that exactly the opposite, where his mom was the only female in the house and he, mm -hmm. you know, has a brother. Um, so, and he, Scott's a great girl dad. I mean, he has really, um, good listener, but you're a good and, listener. Scott. Yep. Mm -hmm. Great listener, very playful and fun with them, very involved with them. I see them readily come to him with anything. I think they feel like they can be expressive with him. But one thing I do think is I have this um, natural tendency to just fall into work or projects or ideas. I, I like to write. Um, and when I'm you know, hijacked with an idea or I have a thought in my head, I've got to go run and do it, um, mm -hmm. which cre means that I, I can be, can isolate other people in the house because of this sort of extreme need for independence and to, mm -hmm. to follow projects. And mm -hmm. I would say, you know, if you look at my dad or even my grandfather, um, they were the same exact way. So, I mean, mm -hmm. this is both innate and learned behavior. And mm -hmm. the problem with, with that might be is if Scott's more naturally prone to keeping things to himself and I can isolate people, then there's, there could be a breakdown in communication, if mm -hmm. not between us. And, you know, maybe it's creating a vacuum for the kids. That is an excellent observation and, and, and maybe one of the most important takeaways, because I think it will become uh, when we look at the uh, communication preferences, and just in in light of the time, maybe um, why don't you each just to yourselves read over those general statements, and maybe identify two or three that you feel like most you most identify with, and just share that with the other person. Can we take a minute to do that? Mm -hmm. And then I want to move on to communication do's and don'ts, and that. That's where we 
you know, this kind of culminates into the the meat of it, but exactly where you're going, Jen. Okay. I can pick a couple. Okay. There's a lot. Good. Um, I'd say uh, in no order of importance, um, you tend to be motivated by support and direction from your spouse. Um, you usually want more for your family members than you want for yourself. Hmm. Um, you're very consistent in your family activities and may develop a rut. You need to constantly assess your goals for both you and your family. Hmm. Um, when meeting new people, you usually wait for them to initiate conversation. I'll leave it there. <laughs> but there's more. <laughs> I can Good. Good. Um, the very first one that you said, you're motivated mm -hmm. by, how does it say it? Support and direction from your spouse. Okay. <clears throat> Can you give an example of what that might look like? Um, I mean, I think it's just part of the relationship that when we're talking, because I think, I think not only do we have the commonness around the healthy lifestyle and working out, but we, we get into conversations and support each other around business too. And we're able to throw business ideas off each other and, and, you know, we probably don't do it enough, but when we do do it, we get into a good rhythm of, okay. um, you know, when we get, you know, when one is stuck going to the other one to, to just sort of brainstorm, even if it's not necessarily getting recommendation, but just verbalizing it out loud and then coming to an, to an understanding. Um, so I think that gets back to the initial point of the conversation, but I think I get, I get very excited and motivated when I get support from Jen. I mean, it's like, that's, it's really the only person I care about whose feedback I care about. Okay. So um, okay. not to Great. say that others feedback isn't important, but she's the, you know, she's like the main person in my life. She's the one who sees me every day. So obviously I want to know that I'm doing the right things and we both feel comfortable with that. Great. All right, Jen. <sighs> So things, statements that are very true. You sometimes get off course pursuing some personal interests with other organizations and may tend to shirk family responsibilities for a period of time. <laughs> Definitely. Um, you could increase your effectiveness as a parent if you would build some structure into specific work tasks. I am definitely guilty of working well past five or six o'clock. Um, I tend to hold myself up in my office, sometimes even on weekends. Um, and I think if I was better about structuring my day, you know, I have, I have four hours to get this done and then I have to move on. Mm -hmm. uh, that I definitely relate to. Um, I do, and so you can be a very good host, as most people feel very comfortable with your informal and relaxed manner. 
I do love to entertain. Mm -hmm. I do interview people for a living. Um, so there's a fair amount of sight of kind of setting up the environment to make people feel welcomed and heard and comfortable. All right. Great. All right, let's shift to communication, how you do and don't want communication. And then let's talk about how we put this together for you guys. Um, so I have, I have Scott's open right now. Um, so there is a, there's a page that says checklists for communication. So these are mm -hmm. things that you do want people to keep in mind when they're communicating with you. Then the next page is what you don't want. <laughs> so Meaning this is uh, how I'm receiving communication or this is how, this is what I need to keep in mind when communicating with somebody else. Uh, this is how you want people to communicate with you. Hmm. So for instance, the don'ts on communication, don't talk to them when you're extremely angry. Most high S's will shut them down. You know, if somebody comes in brandishing firearms, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, whew. so let's do the same thing again. Let's look at the uh, checklist for communication and read over your own lists and pick two or three statements that that you most resonate with yeah. um, in terms of and specifically thinking, you know, in the context of marriage. So how you want Jen to communicate with you. I would love a softly non-threatening and sincere tone of voice. <laughs> different, uh, different cases warrant different tones of voice, I guess. Yeah. And part of what I want you guys to be hearing from each other, some of this you may, I mean, being married 17 years, you've probably identified some of this, but I think until we realize how different we are and the fact that you guys are opposite on the wheel, you have opposite ways of communicating. Mm -hmm. Eyes tend to be very emotional, um, expressive, um, excitable. Um, they can come across loud, not necessarily angry, but they can come across with a very... I'm a high eye. Can you tell? Because I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> I was um, going to ask what you were. I, I'm, I'm a high ID, very high I, very high D. Uh, but and how my eye is compared to Mark. Mark is high D. He's a D I. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we're we're similar, but little little bit different drivers. But um, Scott, because you are a high S. And you don't like conflict. And so, and and for S's really have to, their, their biggest challenge probably is learning how to say what they're thinking and feeling without, well, I think it's that statement that uh, you said sounded like a, a suggestion. It, it really is. Um, because S's don't wanna rock the boat. They don't want to disturb the peace and harmony in their family. And so they will, um, they're more likely to swallow what they're feeling mm -hmm. versus 
saying what I need or, you know, this just really isn't working for me. So anyway, go ahead, Jen, um, with yours. I'm so glad you said what you did about inherent style. Um, mine tends to be impatient. <laughs> oh, you know, Restless. When I'm talking about ideas. It's kind of like I come seeking an answer. Um, a lot of times you hear, um, particularly among women, oh, I just, I just really want to be listened to. That's not me. I, I actually am coming soliciting advice with a goal or result in mind. If you think about that, the S scale, that steadiness, okay? So Scott is more, let's take things um, slow. If you're wanting change, again, that high S is the pace of the environment. And if you want something to change, it's not that Scott can't change, but Scott, you are going to be more likely to want, um, why, why do we need to change this or give me a little time to change? Whereas Jen, you are more, um, let's get it done. Let's get it done now. I'm thinking about it. Let's do it right this minute. And so you can see where there is the potential for hurt feelings, misunderstanding, and again, by understanding how very different you all frame the world, you know, it's not that one is right and one is wrong. You're just different and you're unique. So your combination is unique. Every marriage is a little different. So I start um, provide yes or no answers, not maybe, okay. you know, which is a very <laughs> results driven. <laughs> Scott will tell you lately, I've been saying to him, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs what down. Do you want for dinner? <laughs> um, understand her defiant nature. Ask for opinions and ideas regarding other people. Um, talk to her about goals and opinions she finds stimulating. It's hard for me to get in the weeds too much because it starts to feel like inertia. You know, when you're deliberating too much. So Scott, your, your style is more analytical and, and kind of systems oriented than mine. Mine is, I would say, more chaotic and impulsive. Um, so I think my impatience comes out um, when we get too tactic, I guess, tactically based or detail oriented. Mm -hmm. And one know. of the things, so I'm going to jump in with just a communication suggestion may again, maybe something you're doing, but by recognizing these things about yourselves, then we can say these things, you know, it, there's something to be being able to name something. So, you know, Jen, when you're feeling the inertia, say that, you know, it just, oh, I'm just feeling like there's too many details. Can we, okay, I think I understand what you're saying. Can we move on to a decision? And Scott, you might say, I'm not there yet. I'm still processing. Okay. There through the magic of editing, you have a 30 minute snapshot of our 90 minute session with Kathy. 
And towards the end of this, I asked her how couples use the report. And she said, sometimes it's just a check-in and they don't want anything further. Other times it uncovers broken communication patterns or recurring issues that they want to do more work on. So if you're interested in taking the assessment yourself, you can find it at kathyrushing.com. I'll put that in the show notes. And I think we're going to leave it here. I feel a little bit thrashed, (laughs) but it was very eye-opening and helpful for Scott and I. So Kathy, thank you again. And to all our listeners, if you enjoyed this format, please drop me a note. I just bared my soul, so I'm putting it back on you. Hi guys, it's Jen again. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Speaks. New episodes come out every week, so take a minute now to subscribe and rate us an Apple podcast. And new thing, we're compiling a directory of all our podcast guests with premium content and offers only available to our members. If you'd like access, go to smallbusinessspeaks.com and drop us your email. That's Small Business Speaks with all the words spelled out. Thanks for listening.